Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another another episode of Mine and Chris's incredible podcast. Um, this week, we're going to be discussing your strength and answering the question of why am I not getting any stronger? Before we do, uh, a big thanks to all of you that listened to last week's podcast and any of our podcasts for that matter. As always, please, please go rate the podcast, give us a follow. Uh, share us on your social media if you think that we're anything, you know, any worthwhile. That'd be amazing. Um, and any questions that arise, again, feel free to ask them, uh, you know, over on our social media channels, which I will make sure to repeat at the end of this if you haven't got us already. But yeah, the question, Chris, why are we not getting stronger? Not us, but, you know, that question from people. Eh? Are we not getting stronger, though, to be fair? Uh, probably not. In fact, to, to be fair, to be fair, right? Because I know what phase of training you're in. Are you getting stronger right now? Not massively, no. No. So you're staying around the same same areas where you have been, Pretty right? Much, yeah, yeah. And I mean, do, do you know? I obviously brought this up like we do before uh, before jumping on, because I've come out of my my building phase and I'm starting to obviously you know drop some body fat. Um, just if you like to tidy up after a long time in the building phase, to be honest, uh, you know, tidy up for summer so that I feel a little bit tighter, a bit leaner and, you know, and happier, et cetera. And it actually came out of my own training, but also, you know, we get messages from the, uh, you know, all the time, right. From clients, you know, saying like, what, why am I not getting stronger? Why am I not getting stronger? Now let's also speak about our client base. Most of you will know right now that, you know, our client base is predominantly, you know, 90 odd percent of the time, like they are in a fat loss phase, 90 odd percent of the people as well. Okay. So why am I not getting any stronger? The key thing here relates to the phase of training that you're actually in. And, you know, why did it come to the forefront of my mind? Like I said, I've changed phases personally, um, you know, lately, and this is now my second week in a fat loss phase. So obviously now my energy's dropped. I've gone into a calorie deficit. And by me dropping into that area, naturally, I have that little bit less energy. Now, my aim whenever I'm in a fat loss phase is to maintain as much strength as I can. That's the key word for you to hear out on this is maintain as much strength as I can. So I've gone into it and I'm trying to hold out at this high level. But now what I want you to imagine is the fuel. I don't have as much fuel coming in. So if I haven't got as much fuel coming in, I can't expect the same performance going out. All right. And that's what's happened. So my last two sessions, which were, so this is recorded Thursday, my last two sessions, which were Tuesday and Wednesday this week, I really noticed an effect on, on my performance. I was, I'm going to say I was clinging on to where I was performing before, you know, the same weights, the same reps, but a couple of them, I had to drop by a couple of reps or I might have had to drop by like one weight. And I think this is a really important thing of, understanding or what I want you to get out of this podcast is you're asking yourself of why am I not getting any stronger we want to give you the answers and open your mind to the spectrum of potentially why you aren't getting stronger and one of them one of the points I've just given you there is you know the amount of food that you're eating is fueling a certain outcome right right now me personally I'm fueling the outcome of fat loss so my primary goal is not strength but I will tell you this, my secondary goal is to maintain as much strength. So I'm not getting stronger. I'm just maintaining the strength that I've got. My primary goal is fat loss. Flip that round to a 
you know, a couple of weeks ago, my primary goal was pushing my strength. Okay, was pushing my strength, was building muscle tissue, okay, with my secondary goal, aiming to stay as lean as I could during that process. The amount of fuel that I put into my body for both of those phases is completely and utterly different. And we feel the difference, don't we, Chris? Yeah, 100%. Um, I actually had this conversation just the other day um, with someone in the gym, and they were saying... Um, you know, I just don't exactly that question. I don't feel like I'm making any progress in the gym or as much progress as I was making before. Like it's much harder to to get the weights up and actually feel like I'm having to take a step back because of this exact same reason because of the phase that they're in. Um, and I just kind of said, just wait until you go into a building phase. Then you'll start noticing what it's actually like to get stronger and progress in the gym properly because ultimately this person has been with us, I think, for anywhere between six to nine months. And in that first four or five months, even though we're still going after fat loss, there will still be strength gains in the gym because we've essentially gone from not training consistently and training hard to training consistently and training hard. So naturally, your body's going to adapt and adjust regardless of the amount of fuel. It would have been quicker if the fuel was, was, was more, but obviously it wasn't. So... That is going to slow down. It's not, you're not, it's not, if you had like a line graph, it's not just going to go up and up and up and up and up. It's going to plateau at some point. It might even come down a little bit. And that's where you've got to have that, that view of um, understanding the, the realistic expectations of when you're in the calorie deficit or you're, you're training with lower calories, because you can, you can manipulate calories around your training so that you have potentially higher calories on training days and lower calories on rest days just to fuel your training. Um, yeah, you can you can obviously notice a difference, but then it's it's the 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 level of fatigue and when the fatigue kicks in in the session. I've made a few notes there of like how you can change your psychology around what you're going after in that phase. But ultimately, you hit the nail on the head. Is when you go and train, it's the the goal is still fat loss. But ultimately, you go into stimulate your muscles essentially to retain as much muscle tissue as you can not to put on more muscle tissue. I think, um, do you know what, as well, jumping in on that, that's why when someone is in different, like, so for example, the fat loss phase, right? Like we said, the primary goal is not to build strength in a fat loss phase. A lot of people do feel like they're getting stronger because they haven't trained consistently, like you just said, right? So in the early days, they, they think, of, you know, they see the weights going up, 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 and the reps going up, up, up. But it's because, you know, they're literally just getting back to their, uh, if you like, you know, that muscle memory of maybe strength that they've had in the past or because the, the stimulus is completely new. So they get far greater gains. Um, but that that fuel thing. Now, this relates to effort in the gym. For me, during a fat loss phase, yes, I'm trying to maintain you know, as the weight that I'm lifting or the reps, but I'm more focused on the effort and intensity that goes in, which I know something that a little point that you put down on there. I'm focused on the effort and I don't look, I don't go, oh God, I can't lift as much as what I used to be able to, because my expectations are not to be able to lift what, what I could do when I was fueling my body through the roof because I had unbelievable, insane amounts of energy, right? But my expectation is actually, have I worked to an eight or 10, eight, an eight or nine out of 10 effort level today? And if I have, that's me giving myself the green light and the thumbs up during this, what is a fat loss phase, not a strength phase. Carry on. <laughs> not, I'm just, I just made another note underneath that. that like it's, we're, we're not saying that you can't get stronger or at least feel like you're getting stronger. 
But ultimately, it's probably going to be at the front end of your session when you're doing a compound movement where you're using multiple muscle groups. And because you're doing compound work at the start, whether it's a bench press or a leg press or whatever, then sure, because you're going in as fresh as you possibly can be on that given day, then sure, you can push that first 10, 15, 20 minutes of the session. But because you go in with that mindset of, oh, I really want to push this today, ultimately you're going to be depleting your energy much quicker so that when it gets to the more isolation work, potentially towards the back end of the session, depending on how your session's structured, you know, let's say if you're then going to go on to the leg extension later on, your legs are going to be even more fatigued and you're not, you're not going to be able to push as heavy on the leg extension, which can be quite moralizing if you've lifted 50 kilos a week before and I happen to drop it down to 45, 40 and, and still not feel like you're getting close to the reps that you did last week or week before. So there is a big psychology element to it. And it's what well, you said, it's, it's, a, it's an understanding of that and almost expecting that to happen. And, and, I, and I, I put the words like training as hard as you can on that given day, because there'll be some days where you might actually feel a bit more of a, a buzz and, and an ability to push a bit harder because you've, you've slept well, you may be a bit more hydrated or you have had a, a higher carb dinner or breakfast in comparison to other days. So there's so many variables at play that you've just kind of got to take each day as it comes and each session as it comes and almost reflect and monitor it and measure it each time you train as opposed to going, right, this week has to be better than last week. Well, why does it have to be better? Because something could happen this week that means that you might just have to take the foot off the pedal a little bit. And obviously we've got clients at the minute that are prepping for a photo shoot in five, six weeks' time, five weeks' time. And I've had a few messages saying, oh, I feel really lethargic. I feel like... I feel weak. I feel like I'm I'm losing size. And it's kind of like, well, naturally that's going to happen because of the, the situation that you're in. You know, you, you are depleted from a calorie point of view. You, you, your muscles aren't full because they don't have the energy you know, stored, ready to go. Whereas four, five, six weeks ago, it's a bit of a different picture because your calories were higher. You were training. You were a, able to train at a higher intensity. You were be able to get a bit more of a, a a pump on so it felt like you were you were a bit fuller for one of a better phrase so yeah there's it, a lot of psychology that you have to kind of really kind of get your head around and um especially in the fat loss phase where it's kind of like oh you know what i got all these gains at the start of the process but i'm not getting them now why is that that's really frustrating and it can be frustrating but you just got to see it as you know at the start it, things are going to probably be a little bit more accelerated and then as you as your body builds up a tolerance as the energy energy gets lower naturally yeah. you're, you're just going to slow down and you're just going to have to work in a slightly different way um and manipulate other variables but it's, it's people stepping into the unknown isn't it like you know like you said like someone who who starts training who hasn't done anything um, you know, and they notice those strength gains, they then, this is where expectation is an absolute killer for mindset. They then expect to continue making that kind of progress, even despite how many times we might tell them, for example, if they're one of our clients, you know, say like, you know, this progress won't continue at this rate, especially not in the phase of training that you're in. But linking, even like linking training programming, actually we'll bring training programming in a second. Um, but linking the phase um, to how you perform in a session um, in relation to the amount of fuel. Obviously, by the way, guys, there are so many factors that will affect why you're not getting stronger, okay? A lot of this here, we are linking to, you know, obviously mindset being one, we're linking it to nutrition heavily. 
and training program will will be the other key one. But there's there is many different factors that are going to affect it. Now, think about this: if your primary goal is strength, and you step into a strength workout, okay, or, or you know you step into a workout aiming to push your strength, with that being your primary goal, you will be fueling yourself for strength. Which, like Chris was just talking about, then the fatigue at the start of a session, you're going to fatigue way quicker. Now, if I'm fueling myself for strength. I'm still going to fatigue at the quick at the start of my workout, but I've got more fuel, which means I'm going to perform better towards the back end of the workout. Now, this is where you notice the biggest difference in a fat loss phase, especially if you do what I've done, which, by the way, just for, for record, I've come out of the phase, but I've stayed on exactly the same training program. Okay, so I've not changed. That's why I've noticed a huge difference on this. Okay, and if there's any questions on that, ask me later. Um, but when you're in a fat loss phase, the start of the um, session, whether you've got those big lifts, those compound movements, because you're now in a fat loss phase, you will fatigue literally and almost like fall off the edge of a cliff. And the exercises at the back end of the workout, you will literally be fighting to get through them. And that is where that discipline kicks in. They will be insane. They were already hard when you were in your building phase or when you were in your strength phase. They were hard then. Now you're in a fat loss phase because you're energy depleted before you've even stepped into the workout. You're extremely energy depleted by the time you get to these activities. Okay, so it's that matter again of trying to maintain what you were doing before, trying to maintain it. I'm not saying that your expectation is that you will maintain it, right? I even told you some of mine will be little steps back. So understand that curve, okay? That no matter what workout, you're always going to tail off towards the back end because of fatigue. Strength, if you, that's your primary goal, you're going to uh, tail off much slower. If you're in a fat loss phase, you will tail off much quicker because your energy depleted before you even start the session. And this has a profound impact, again, on you know why you think you're not getting stronger. And you have to think about the phase of training that you're actually in. And, you know, like I said, I mean, we say all of that in relation to, like we've just said then, in relation to nutrition, in relation to mindset, managing expectations, the way how we go into different different sessions, different phases. I mean, I, I go into a strength phase. I don't know about you. And I literally think I can take on the world. I'm like, I don't give a shit what's coming at me today. Like, like give it to me. I've got this. You go in the gym on a fat loss phase and you're a little bit energy depleted. You're not thinking quite as logically or as rationally. And you're like, come on now. Like, I, I've got to, you've got to really pick yourself up, haven't you? You know, to get yourself through that session. But you, let's go into the differences. Unless there's anything else to add on that, let's go into the differences in like even training programming. Because I guess Mate, that I just me- thought, I literally, I just had a point that was great and I can't remember what the fuck I was going to say. Do you know what that's going to do now? That's going to really bug everyone. It's going to piss me what, right off. Yeah, what, sorry. If you could all just pull over in that hard shoulder you pulled in a few weeks ago, that'd be great. Give us, um, give, give us five minutes to get oh, this one. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember. Literally Training can't... programming? Nutrition? No, no, no. It was like training in, in, in a deficit. Um, I can't fatigue fatigue drop-offs when you're in a deficit? No, I can't remember. Literally can't remember. Oh, yeah, literally. Back can't. end of a workout been flattened. Totally but, uh, uh, no, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Fucking hell. Yeah. Right. Thank God for that. It links to programming, actually, now. Actually, so we, we work quite well, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah take you up. Yeah, so I, I think, like, um, one thing is when it comes to it comes to programming and, and structuring like not even the workout but like what your week looks like in terms of workouts because when you're in a building phase or strength phase and you are on higher calories ultimately you want to be putting that to as best use possible so you might actually find that you're training more 
across the week, like four, maybe maybe five times, depending on your schedule and time allowance, right? So four, four I think, is a sweet spot for the majority of our clients. Like me and you would probably be able to train five times a week because naturally that's our habitat, I guess. Um, but ultimately, people will be able to train, let's say, four times a week. You could have you could have a mixture of different splits across a good period of time that's really targeting specific muscle groups. This is a personal preference because the way that I program things and the way that Rob programs things is different and it's going to be different. It differs from coach to coach. Obviously, there's there's fundamental play and there's, there's the basic principles that do need to be in there. Um, but ultimately, they, they can look slightly different. Um, but one, one thing that I, especially with, with my clients, some of the ones that are going into the, the, the photo shoot, I've said, we could just potentially just really strip back and stop trying to force four sessions a week step back to three sessions a week, make those three sessions as good as we possibly can, given the fuel you've got. And just that fourth session, if you've got time, we can switch it to a cardio session. So then we're expending a bit more calories through exercise so that we can keep your sort of intake of calories around the training days a little bit higher instead of really depleting calories full stop so that we can just be a bit cuter and cleverer around how you can then train in those three sessions. Now, the volume of stimulus going through the muscles across the week yeah sure it will be a little bit reduced but shouldn't depending on how the program design shouldn't be too too much different if we go in with three four body sessions for example if they're if they're relatively well structured and well designed so that's actually something that i've done recently with a few of my clients in terms of gone listen i know you want to train four times a week but with the fuel that you're you're now inputting we probably just need to take our foot off the gas a little bit in terms of going, let's go three sessions, that fourth session, just change it to a cardio session. So we're expending a little bit more, allows us to fuel those three sessions a little bit better. And you'll actually probably find that that might just accelerate your, your, your weight loss, which has for, for a couple of them. So that's another approach. I'm not saying that's that's what you should do if that's the case that you find yourself in, just saying that there are different ways that you can manipulate things so that when you do train, you're feeling like you're still making progress and you're still pushing things. It just means there might be a compromise or a sacrifice of that fourth session, for example. Um, hopefully that makes sense. I don't, I don't know if you've got anything to add on that, mate, but that was definitely my point and I'm glad I remembered it because I think it's oh, pretty valid. It makes sense and it is very, very valid. And like you say, it teases up nicely for going into like programming um, as well. So like you just heard me say a little bit, which might have created some questions, like I haven't actually changed my programming in terms of it. Yes, Look, there are, um, you know, different training programming that you can do. Like Chris just said, making a couple of tweaks there for clients. You can tweak your programming um, to match your phase. It is, we are talking like marginal gains. Obviously, if you are in a strength phase though, like obviously the aim there is to get stronger. Um, now, I'll be honest, in my opinion, especially with a lot of uh, people that we train, whether they're, um, you know, beginners, intermediate, advanced, I look at it and I go, well, if they're lifting a higher weight, no matter what rep range, right, they're getting stronger, right? I know you might say, yeah, but 12 rep ranges, endurance, 15 rep endurance, this is hypertrophy, you know, uh, up to six to eight reps is strength or whatever, like all these kind of things. Yes, I get that. But if someone can lift more weight for the same amount of reps, then they're getting stronger, right? That's how I would define that. But if you were specifically going, right, I just want to do strength. Now, a lot of people from a uh, you know bodybuilding background, so to speak, might de deem strength as you know uh, one rep maxes, 
Now, for a lot of the people that we train and that we work with, one rep maxes are absolutely effing pointless apart from to blow up their own ego, right? So, you know, if we have, you know, 40-year-old Sally, you know, over there doing a, a PB one rep max deadlift, uh, you know, 180 kilos, she's not going to need that in her life. So it's not relevant. And that's just obviously the way, like how my mind works with that. So yes, you can tailor programming to it. Uh, why did I stay on the same training programs? A, I freaking enjoyed them. Okay, B, I was consistent, showing up, getting the job done. And, you know, ultimately I was, I, I actually wanted to see, I was like, what's the difference that, that I feel that I notice coming out of a building phase into a fat loss phase, staying on the same programming. So just almost like a little bit of a trial, because I'll be honest, I've never, ever done this before. Never done it like in, in that style. And that would be my key points on that. Obviously, we can go more uh, and a little bit deeper uh, into programming. Uh, but what, what would you say, Chris, on, you know, like on programming in relation to training for strength? I guess one thing that I've kind of missed out is obviously when you're training more for fat loss, we would encourage the fact that there is some cardio in there as well, right? So you've got the blend of resistance and cardio. When you're training for strength, I just, I, I'm also just push the weights, weights, weights. Oh, the the um, the enjoyment factor is for me the number one. The what? Which one? The enjoyment factor. Enjoyment, yeah. It has to be like sure. There's going to be specific exercises that we're not going to particularly enjoy, but ultimately we're going to do them because we know they're good for us. Yeah. But especially when it comes to, I guess, like the 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 bigger movements that we're probably going to measure or have a bit more of a focus on. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll use your deadlifts, your leg press, back squat, bench press, these kind of ones that are, again, ego kind of lifts, if you will. But pick the ones that you enjoy doing, I would say. So I, I, I really enjoy RDLs, for example. I enjoy that as a, as a compound movement. So I would, I would sooner do that for my austerity work than a glute bridge. I'm just not, I'm not a fan of a glute bridge. It's just not something that I, I, I would like to program for myself. If I had a coach and they programmed for it for me, I would do it, obviously. But because I'm doing my own programs, I'm going to choose the ones that I enjoy. Again, like back squats are something that I, I would say I don't wholeheartedly enjoy, but I prefer them to other movements. So I'm there in. Um, so, yeah, enjoy for me, for me, enjoyment factor is a big one. Um, I guess the challenge with that is when or if there becomes like a weakness or an imbalance and you do need to go a bit more targeted, especially in strength, because, because you're pushing things and you're training with such intensity, I guess injuries are potentially, or little niggles are going to come in. Like I know that you've had a recent one with like your elbow, so you did have to tweak your programming or you, yeah. you reverted back to the one you're doing now, if that's right. I did, um, yeah. yeah. So there are there are things that are going to happen and it's not like, like we, we do, we, we program things for our clients and sometimes it just doesn't quite work. Our clients just potentially just, we find that they're not quite adhering to it because there's a lack of enjoyment or there is a niggle somewhere. And we, we have to communicate. Obviously, this is why we do the weekly check-ins so that we, and we, we literally say it in their check-in box. I need to know what you're struggling with, what you're enjoying. If there's anything that we need to tweak, please let me know now. And, you know, nine times out of 10, when they do, we make it, make it work. So, um, yeah, but, but strength like in, in that phase, there can be, a few more niggles that creep in you might just need to be a little bit more sort of adaptable around training and um and that's obviously where we come in as coaches to, to support around that and, and just tweak it and make it work and um 
I mean, there's, lo- there's loads of factors in there. Like, I guess it depends what equipment you've got ac- access to. Um, when it comes to the gym, obviously, g- some gyms don't have some, but have some 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 kit. Um, so yeah, that, there's there's that, and I'll, I'll, I'll use I guess I'll use my example of how I tweaked my training program going from what I was doing before to what I'm doing now in the lead up to the shoot uh, myself was I was training five times a week, and I was doing an upper body push, an upper body pull two leg days so but like a a, le- a push leg day and a pull leg day and then a an upper push and pull so i was essentially doing three upper days and two lower body days so essentially what i've just done is i've stripped it down to four sessions a week i'm still doing my two upper sessions so i'm doing an upper an upper push and an upper pull they're staying because i just love those sessions i much prefer upper body so they've stayed exactly the same but i've then moved the two leg days and that extra upper push and pull day into two separate full body days one with a push focus one with a pull focus so i'm still getting the stimulus on my legs i'm still getting that extra little bit of stimulus on my upper body because that is just something that i enjoy working i enjoy working my upper body more so i've actually found that those full body days i'm probably more excited about because i know well i'm i'm going to be working my shoulders and my chest and my back as well as my legs yeah. so i'm a bit more focused when it comes to that as opposed to god right i've got my second leg day of the week it's just like it's just it's just the way that I I, I just I'm not the biggest fan of legs. It's fine. And like, like days brutal. Yeah, and and you know I'm, I'm not. It's, I do it because I know it's important, right? Yeah. Um, but but ultimately that that switch around has actually worked really well for me. And given how much I'm fueling myself, going back to the main point of this 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 podcast. So that's a, that's a, that's a perfect example of the two the two sessions that I really enjoy the push and pull. I've stayed exactly the same. The upper body, they've stayed exactly the same, like like yourself. And I actually find it's really good measure to kind of go right. This is where I was when I was kind of like at the peak of things, if you if you will, in terms of in terms of weight and reps, and you kind of knew how that felt. And then now it's kind of like right, just if I can be in and around, if I'm a little bit less in terms of weight, fine. Then at least you've got that sort of. It's like a benchmark, isn't it? It's like you've got that sort of marker where you kind of right. As long as I'm in and around there, I know that I'm stimulating the muscles well i know that it's going to force me to train hard and then obviously the, the extra two sessions that i've kind of combined I've, I've still got the same exercises by the way like i'm still still doing rdls i'm still doing leg press i'm still doing leg curls and leg extensions they're still in there it just looks slightly different there's a few extras that i did obviously have to take out same with the upper upper body stuff so it's not like it's a brand new thing everything's still there's still markers there for me to to use and work from um and it, it, it's a lot to do with just that mindset of understanding Right, I might not be able to push as much on the leg extension because yeah. of of where I'm currently at, and that's okay. But I think it, it it does go back to training as hard as you can on that given day. Yeah. It, it, and for me, it's massive. say that it's, it's like, you know, like, we we've obviously got like you've got your well, at least the, the the clients that we work with and the app that we use. Yeah, you've got your weights from last week, which is great. It's a good 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 signal. But you might have trained like an absolute beast last week. You might have been on a stag do last weekend and still sort of feeling the effects of it, just like I am this week. Yeah. And lifting the same weight as last week is literally like a bit of a struggle because yeah. that, that's impacted my sleep for the last three nights. So that's just one example. But so, yeah, there's there's yeah so many variables. And we say that all the time on this, this podcast, but it's true. Because that, that's that, that's the health and fitness industry, isn't it? Like there is so many variables. And, you know, I mean, the other you know, the two key things, you know, when we think about, you know, what or why am I not getting stronger? Uh, you know, one of the big ones is, you know, training effort. 
as it, like you just touched on, it's, you know, the majority of year, I can guarantee this, you don't train hard enough. Oh, no, I do. I train hard, I train hard. Tell you what, I invite you personally, Chris will as well. Come and do a session alongside us and we'll see how hard you actually train. Because I can guarantee, honestly, and I don't say that big-headed or arrogantly or anything, it's actually because I know that you're capable of so much more. Every single one of you listening to this like that, there is more in your tank, okay? And you let yourself off easy. How do I know that? Because every human being does. <laughs> okay, we all give ourselves that slack. The moment that I go and train alongside other people, even myself, I know I raise myself up. I suddenly find another 10, 15%. It's unbelievable. So... How hard you're actually training, the effort that goes in, I guarantee you, you're almost in a comfort zone when you're training. You don't train hard enough. And the other thing that goes alongside your strength is consistency, right? It goes it goes with everything, any result that you want to achieve. Why am I not getting stronger? You ain't consistent enough. You can't show up to the gym three weeks in a row, three times a week, and then skip a week and expect to continue pushing your strength, right? You, that, that week off has a profound impact upon your result. Now, if someone's done 24 weeks and they've skipped a week, right, then it's going to have a different impact. It's still going to impact the strength, but they're going to have come a long, long way and they're going to have seen progressions to then be able to go to that next stage. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully this has been, um, you know, invaluable, um, you know, for you guys, for you guys listening. And I'll just like summarize it for you. So, you know, so why are you not getting any stronger? You know, one point, your primary goal. Is your primary goal strength or is it fat loss? Okay. There might be other goals there, but I'm just touching on the main two that we work with. So is it fat loss or is it strength? Okay. That may well be one of the reasons why you're not getting stronger. Okay. The second one is your mindset. Okay. Where is your head currently at? Nutrition wise, again, links to the primary goal. What are you fueling yourself for? Is it fat loss? Okay. Again, is it for strength? Because the way that you fuel yourself will massively affect the results that you get. Training programming. Is your programming favoring towards you actually getting stronger or is it just favoring fucking you up? <laughs> okay, look at that. I mean, loads of other options there, but yeah, just uh, throw, two, uh, throw two out there. And then, like I said, that last little point then, you know, are you actually putting in the effort in the gym and, you know, is the consistency there? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you get what you deserve. And Jim, I actually saw a post on this the other day. Jim is one of the fairest places, you know, on planet Earth. You literally get out what you put in, right? If you work harder, you will get 10 times better the result of the person that rocks up and lifts like a bag of shit every single week, okay? Or takes it easy, sits there having a chat with a mate while throwing a leg press, right? You ask me and Chris, it ain't possible when you're training properly. So hopefully that little review there is super helpful and like I said, hopefully you found this valuable. If you did, little reminder, please share it to um, your stories, your social media pages, wherever you are. Please share it across those platforms. We will be ever so grateful. Um, and come and follow us on Instagram uh, at robabbis.rca, at chrismeek.rca. And um, you can go to our uh, Facebook as well, uh, at RCA Fitness. Other than that, as always, a big thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. Cheers, everyone.